We are CEOs, executives, educators, and professionals from all sectors of society who support the global expansion of betterment in the world through joy and joyly. I'm your host, Cheryl Lynn, founder of the Chair of Joy Experience. Together, we have developed the World Council of Joy, and our council invites CEOs and innovators from impactful organizations to the Joyly podcast. We showcase how generous, bold, and fully engaged they are in their work and what a culture of joy is to them. and I am the founder and director at the Center for Transformative Movement located in Boulder, Colorado. And uh, the Center for Transformative Movement, we're all about bringing movement, play, and connection back into the world. Um, And when we do those things, whatever our job is, whatever our family life is, they just seem to go better. My own years of depression and feeling not good, uh, I didn't know that just letting loose and you know what freeform dance is is actually a thing that, that, that one does and it releases energy and it's just a way of feeling good and I spent a lot of years um, with a lot of energy trying to get out of me and not knowing how and it took you know I talked publicly about I was bulimic I had a lot of trouble with alcohol just the energies trying to get out that didn't have a more productive way and so when I discovered dance Cheryl it just gave me that release and those things one by one seemed to fall away and of course I still struggle with things that I know that I can go into an airport stall I can just you know make myself move and it really it overlays whatever's going on there's a concept I, I named called happy tantrum where a lot of times I'll be talking to people about dance I just was talking to someone earlier the photographer and I said do you like to dance and he said oh, I love it, and his face brightened up, and then he said, but I'm not very good. And so most people say that, and they or they say, I don't really do it ever. And so um, when we start doing it, sometimes people don't want to do it, including me, when I'm not in the mood, you really have to get yourself going. So I say, well, can you throw a happy tantrum? And people are like, like just like a kid? And I say, yeah, and they go, I could do that. And so we call it a happy tantrum. And what had me think of that, Cheryl, was um, I have a master's degree from Columbia. And the first day of the first class, my first professor ever, she walked in. First thing she said was, you all, whether you become an epidemiologist, a therapist, a medical doctor, you're going to find two people that come to see you in your, in your office. One is going to be in the midst of throwing a tantrum in their life. And it's going to be your job help them realize that, to contain it, and to move through it. The other person that will come see you is in desperate need of throwing a happy tantrum, or a tantrum in their lives. They don't know it, they're in denial of it, it's not a thing, why would they want to do that? And it's going to be your job, she said to us, to help them realize and get to the point where they allow themselves to, to do that, whatever that looks like in their life, and you're there to help them move through it. So that really made a huge impact on me, the simplicity of that, and it's just funny, 30 years later, here I am, actually, literally and physically, uh, literally and figuratively doing happy tantrums with people. Uh, We had a a dance center for a few years, an actual space, and when that closed, some friends brought me um, to, blindfolded me, brought me to a place, and I opened my eyes, and I was sitting in the center of about 50 or 60 friends and people, 
part of the community, and they, uh, there's one of my favorite sayings, the Wayseers Manifesto, and they had, anyway, everyone had a piece of that to read. They read that popcorn style, which was so meaningful for me, and then they went around, gosh, for so long, it was hard to take even, um, just saying things about, like, me. Pretty, smart, creative, um, you know, sexy, and, and it just kept going, and it's hard to um, almost take in all that energy sometimes when we're so used to just trying to get it or fighting it. Or, and so that was even more than my children. Or, you know, those are all wonderful memories. It's just I think we don't have enough nourishment to ourselves, and that was fully nourishment. So it gave me the idea to really create that and curate those experiences for others where they're in the middle and other people are doing that in their communities. I, I associate joy with play. They seem superfluous, and you know, when I get to it, and if I eat a cupcake, I feel it, or if I have sex, I feel it, or if I, have, you know, it's not like oh, we need to have it and a quota of it every day to feel good. Like, I think it's becoming, you know, where it's the New York Times comes out with an article that talks about scientists say that we need, just like we need to move or we need to relax, we need this. And then people say, oh, the New York Times said it. Oh, my neighbor does that thing. You know, it starts. So. Have you ever dropped your phone on the floor, on your face, or in some other embarrassing place? Don't you wish there was something you could attach to your phone case that would help you hold your phone so you don't have to? Or at least as much. Introducing Steady Straps, a comfortable, adjustable, strong, elastic strap with 100% Velcro brand closures that helps you hold your phone more securely without dropping it and use it easier and faster, especially one-handed. It's the only smartphone grip accessory without adhesives, and it's 100% wireless charging ready without having to remove or adjust it first. Check us out at SteadyStraps.com and order some today. When we dance, uh, back to the happy tantrum, what is fascinating to me is I learned a few years about, about a psychiatric diagnosis called IED, and it stands for Intermittent Explosive Disorder. So this is a, a diagnosed term, uh, you know, condition that they treat with medication. And, it fa and there's hundreds of YouTubes are, are on it, doctors talking about it, and it fascinates me that we've come to that point where the doctor might not just say first, when was the last time you shook it out? When was the last time you just let go, you know? Because things bottle up and literally when there's no expression, you know, expression just means press out. That's what our whole thing is with dance. And when you don't press out, you explode or you implode. And so depending on your tendency, we either have implode and we can get sick or depression or a lot of things that, that happen when energy can't get out or we explode in probably not the you know appropriate circumstances or to the right people when we don't have enough expression, when it just all day long can just come out a little bit. But it's hard to do. I mean, I say that that's why when it becomes a thing and there's more formats for it, there's, I was talking with the editor at um, one of the women's health magazines, we did a big conference with them, and in the planning stages, we were getting off a phone call, and she said, um, Heather, she said, you know, she said, Lisa, I'm looking at my calendar here, and I have a 1.30 yoga class. She said, I don't want to go to a yoga class, this is on the phone. She said, I want to go to dance right now. So we call it the next evolution of the mind-body connection. I teach yoga too. Yoga is tuning in, kind of coming inward, and freeform dance is tuning into that same place 
through a different mode of expression, through letting go, through losing yourself. So it's, it'll be exciting to have joy and a class where you just go put on headphones for an hour with 20 other people, similar to yoga class, because sometimes to get rid of stress or just to feel balanced again, you need to sit or you'd like to sit or you're called to sit. Right now, that's the only thing that's available. We don't have in the mainstream ability to just go dance for an hour as a therapeutic, you know, wellness practice. So that's what jazz is needed the most. We're able to sit in the chair of joy, or our own version of joy, or dance, or do something that brings us to that state, whatever that looks like for us, every day. The world truly would, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but we would have different, uh, it would be different. Even an example of, for instance, I was talking with the CEO of a huge organization the other day, and I was suggesting to him that they get these retractable ping pong, you can make any table, a cocktail table, a board table, into a ping pong table. And you do that for three minutes before you have a heads of states talk or scientists talk or anyone talk. When you've played ping pong, even for five minutes with someone, you even if you've seen them cheat, you 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 just you're you're like down, whatever the word is. You're you're, you're different when you walk into that meeting, and that's because you're joyous. It, it's it's the, the, it's ineffable what we're talking about. But once it starts becoming, and unfortunately, unfortunately, it takes science and it takes you know, the New York Times and validation and credibility. And, but when it hits, whoosh, it's gonna hit hard. The thing is, yes, I mean, yoga came to the, to, the, to the West 50 years ago. It wasn't a thing in this part of the country, in this part of the world. It was considered hippie or esoteric. As you've seen, it gained credibility. It started a whole new paradigm shift and gave permission to talk people to talk about things. And it's created a multi-billion dollar, I looked it up, it was like $20 billion last time I looked and it's showing no signs of stopping. That's coming inward. Joy, finding ways for joy and expression is hitting now, hitting hard. It's beginning to hit. It started in small enclaves and that's gonna give people permission, not just to talk about inward and stress, but to talk about feeling good and the need to feel good and to connect. So that's in the process right now of being researched, of being seen as a wellness practice, of the New York Times Prevention Magazine. We just were um, highlighted in day five as a movement meditation, dance in Prevention Magazine's 14-day um, meditation uh, comprehensive. So it takes people of influence here and there and there just saying, that makes sense. I feel that. We're going to do that here. And it's exciting. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.